Like, you know, like I can earn a college degree. Um, I can drive the nicest car. I can like have all these clothes and all these things. But I'm like, okay, when I die, what does that matter to anyone else? He's been making music for a while now. It's Miles J. Please welcome him to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good, too. Um, so to start it off, I just kind of wanted to know, how did you get into making music, or was there like a specific moment you were like, "Oh, I'm better than most people at this"? <laughs> um, I got into music, but well, technically, like since I was a little kid, I, I was writing songs and stuff when I was younger. Um, but I never released anything. I didn't actually start performing in front of people until my junior year of high school, which I started performing by dancing. So. That wasn't even my introduction to music, my, my own original music. Um, that didn't come until actually years later. Uh, my first project came out in 2015. So it was like like way after. Because like, I graduated high school in 2008. So like what junior year would have been like around 2007. Um, yeah, so my introduction to music started around then. Like I just, I was always writing, but initially like I was writing for other artists. Like, I had two other friends that, like, they sing, and then I was writing for them and stuff like that behind the scenes, and just giving, like, creative direction, choreographing for other artists, and then I started working on my own vocals, because at a certain point, I was like, hey, I want to sing, but I, I honestly had, like, no vocal control, and I was like, yeah, this is not, it's not going to work out. So, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to be a singer, so I'll, I'll write for other people. And then I was like, well, maybe I can rap, like, let me try, like, to convert some of these songs into raps and like work on the lyrics and work and work on my lyricism and everything like that. And then that's how it all kind of all shifted into me being my own artist. I started with rapping first and then while rapping and presenting music that way behind the scenes, I was always working on vocals, even in college. Um, I did vocal lessons and everything and like just kept working on it, working on it, getting better. And then once I became comfortable enough, I started to like slowly release like songs of me singing and like just kind of getting a feel for how people reacted to it, and then just kept going with it. Mm-hmm. So you started doing other performing arts well before anything music related, and then this is a common thing you hear, but you started writing for quite a while before actually yeah. doing your own stuff. Um, yes, like yeah. So you were saying. You didn't really have the vocal control to sing. If you were, if you ended up being able to sing and you thought you had the vocal control, do you think you ever would have gone into rapping or do you think you would have just kept going down the singing route? I probably, honestly, I probably would have just started with singing. Like, I think because of, like, me not having, like, the vocal, in my opinion, like, I couldn't sing. So, I'm like, because I couldn't sing at the time, I was like, it hit me, I was like, maybe I'll just try this avenue, and that's what it, where it came from, but I think if I had, like, had, like, that raw talent of, like, just being able to sing and, like, hold the tune, um, I probably would have never explored it, or if I did, it might have been short-lived, mm-hmm. and now, like, I bet I, I built my brand on having both, like, rapping and singing infused that I continue with both, because I do equally love to do both. I love writing songs where I can just sing on it and I, like, enjoy melodies. I love writing raps where I can just be, like, a little bit more 
perceive both well. So mm -hmm. I'm, I just go with it. So if someone, you know, hasn't really heard of you and is just starting to listen to your stuff, do you think a better thing would be to go towards your more singing songs or your more rapping songs? Or do you kind of feel that both are equally as good and either one could attract more fans? Um, I Personally, I, I feel both are equally as good. Um, and based on the feedback that I've gotten from people over the years, it, it kind of it varies. Some people do attract more to the singing songs. Some people attract more to the rapping songs. Like the more popular ones that I'm thinking of like right off the top are like Nickelodeon, Been There, Done That, Out of Character, um, which those three are like more geared towards rapping with like a little singing and Been There, Done That. And then also U-Turn, Natural Disaster, Excuses, and those are all like the singing mm -hmm. like bass songs. Mm -hmm. So it is a combination. I guess it depends on the viewer, the listener, um, what you like. Like, but I have gotten a like, especially with earlier when I first started rapping, that a lot of people that don't really listen to a lot of rap, they would tell me like, I don't really listen to rap, but I like your music a lot. Mm -hmm. So if you're like someone who's not big on rap music or anything like that, you probably would still enjoy it because there is like an element. Of like melody to it. You're good, like phase like into rap, and it's not yeah. just rap, but it also has some singing in there. So right. when in 2015, when you started doing your own things and your own singing, rapping, what was one thing you wish you had known when you started doing that? Oh wow, <laughs> there's a lot I wish I had known back then. Um, I wish I had like the resources. I wish I knew about like having a budget. I wish I knew like about having a team. I would like if there was like one thing I'm trying to like narrow it down. Um, wow. I wish I like I wish I knew at the time like networking was mm -hmm. going to be like a huge component of like being an artist. I'm an introverted person, so mm -hmm. I like I stay to myself a lot and like. Even, like, earlier on, like, my initial project was, like, a mixtape, and I was, like, I did it all by myself. I was, like, I was just trying to figure it out. And listening to it now compared to, like, the newer music that I have, I'm, like, yeah, that's trash. Like, this sounds horrible. But, like, I wish I knew, like, networking was going to be a huge thing at the time, like, reaching out and utilizing, like, people in the community that, like, already worked in the area and worked in the field. And just utilizing their skills and their talents, and just picking their brains and stuff like that. I wish I knew that like earlier on, because I would, I definitely would have reached out to more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That like networking is everything. Because even if you know a person who knows a person who knows a person, that you, for all you know, that could help you at some point with whatever you're yeah. doing. So it all lead somewhere. You never know. Like it's like some stories is like. I know this person who, like, somehow connected me with this person and somehow, like, that connected with it. It's like, I don't know how we got here, but thanks. Like, <laughs> like it just works out. Yeah, so it's kind of the same question, but what tips would you give to other people who are just starting to make their own music? A tip I would give to other people starting out. One tip, and this is that, I'll, I'll give a different answer. One tip, I and I usually say this, I would give to, like, new, incoming, upcoming, independent artists is don't expect support. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people um, starting out, like, it's natural to think, like, your family, your friends, like, always, like, automatically want to support you, which is understandable, but if they 
don't, I tend to see a lot of people feeling like really upset and like let down about it. And it's a huge disappointment. So don't expect support. Like if they do support you, great. Um, or also, and like with that said, also announce like to them, like tell them what kind of support you actually need. Because mm-hmm. some people do support you, but it's like behind the scenes. Like it's not on social media, so you don't know that they're supporting you. So if you do need like the support to be visible support, let it be known. Like, ask for that. So you're not setting an expectation that they're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, expect them to know what you want. You have to communicate what you're looking for. Exactly. Because I know a lot of people, like, especially now in the age of, like, social media, like, you want people to share your music. You want them mm-hmm. to stream and you want them to, like, post it and put other people on. But if you're not saying that to some people, they, they are not going to just pick up on it. They think, like, liking it is enough. They think that a comment is enough. They think like, talking about it behind the scenes with family and friends and sharing it that way is enough. Or just, like, mentioning it in one conversation with one person. Right. And Mm. sometimes that is enough. Like, you never know who's talking about you when and where. Um, But again, like, just don't expect, like, support. Like, just keep working at it, working at it, and the support will come. And it may come from friends and family. It may, and of course, quite naturally, it's going to come from people who you have no idea who they are, and they're just going to take to your music. I'm sure going back to not always getting, uh, n- like, s- nothing but uh, support from friends and family, I'm sure that's also harder in maybe rap or music, which people see as, like, not your typical, like, career choice or not the normal, like, go to college, get a 9-to-5 job and right. all that. Um, so kind of playing onto that, rap and music in general is definitely a hard industry to get your name out there to break into was there ever a moment where you kind of just felt like you had plateaued or like you wouldn't go higher like uh, anything where you thought like oh maybe i can't do this maybe i should try something else um there was never that moment for me there was a moment where i had to shift my thinking about the industry like before like initially it's like you want to like be signed to a label you want to get like maximum exposure you want to like tour the world and like have the glitz and glamour of music and the industry of, of it all and then it there was a point to where it was like my like i my definition of success shifted to where it was like i don't want that i want to be able to connect with people like like at a certain point of with fame and everything there's a disconnect from like the artist to the fans and I'm like, I don't want that disconnect. I want to be able to say, like, thank you to someone who actually supports me. I want to be able to talk and have a conversation with people who support me. So I'm like, I never want it to be, like, well, I no longer want to be, like, famous, like, huge, like, such a household name that it's like, I can't have privacy. I can't have mm-hmm. connectivity and relatability to people. It's like, I always want to be able to say, like, like have a conversation with you even, like, I, I want to always be able to, like, have this type of connection. Like, you reached out directly, I responded directly. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, you're talking to a manager who's talking to me, who's, like, it's like a middle person and all this yeah. stuff. It gets cloudy, it gets blurry, it gets funny. And then I'm you like, talk to a manager, they might not even see it as, like, important enough to bring it up to exactly, the actual artist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to be able to have that control and have, and have the luxury of saying, yes to things that I see as an opportunity. Like, this is great for me. Like, I love working with people, like, that are doing their own thing and starting out and stuff like that. So, but I, I find value in that. And other people may not because they're seeing me as money. 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, a revenue like making artist at that point. It's like, okay, you need to do everything that's going to make sure you're bringing in money because that's what we're here for. And for me, like that, doing it that way or having that mentality is great because, of course, you want to make money off of what you do. But at the same time, it like you lose some of the artistry, you lose some of the creativity, and you lose some of. Sometimes you lose some of the just the drive and motivation you have of like how you started. So I shifted mm-hmm. my my own personal goal with and definition of success with just making sure that I reach people, and I've done that thus far, and I'm glad and grateful for what I've done and I'm able to say like I've done it without a full team of people I've done it without having a manager without having a stylist without having like all of these things that are in place for most people in the industry that are assigned artists and just working on it working at it so like where I've gotten now is like I'm able to say like this is this is success this mm-hmm. is what I, I I wanted it to be yeah you see like the huge mega stars like Drake, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, like they cannot go in public because no matter what, they're going to be recognized. And so a lot of artists I've talked to are like, I want to be at the point where I make a good amount of money and I'm pretty well set, but I still have, like it's possible for me to connect to all people who reach out for me or as many as I can exactly. get to. Yeah. Like if, if, if I'm able to like tour the world and stuff like that, great. But my goal is to like make sure like wherever I perform that I'm reaching people that actually know me, actually listens to me, and not just I'm on a stage and everyone's like just being introduced and it's like like I want to like perform somewhere even if it's like a small like fifty people maximum mm-hmm. like and everyone here bought a ticket specifically knowing they're coming to see me mm-hmm. like that's great compared to like a hundred or ten thousand people to where it's like no one knows who you are. Like, they're actually here to see someone yeah. else and you're opening up. Like, yeah. I would love the opportunity, but at the same time, it's like, that's not my idea. When people not my think of concerts, of all yeah. the openers are kind of just like, looked past, looked over, and all that's just preparation for the main artist. Whereas exactly. if you are the main artist, like, that's what people are there to see. That's what people are looking yeah. forward to. Now, if I'm the main artist with 10,000 fans, then great. <laughs> <laughs> So I see on your arm you have a tattoo. Is there, did you get those cut for things that really are meaningful to you? Is there a one that means the most to you? What's the meaning behind those? So I have three tattoos overall. This one is actually for my brother who passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one on my chest for my goddaughter and one on my leg for my godson. So all of them are like meaningful to me. Um, this, the first one I got was the one for my brother. I got it when I was 16 with parental consent, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he passed, but he ended up drowning. Like, just, like, to add more context. And so I ended up getting it then. I was, like, 16. He was 14. And the one on my chest I got when I was 18. And one on my leg, I think I was about 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I can tell with, all those stories, your tattoos are very meaningful to you and they really have meaning behind them. What do you think of artists who kind of get weird, pointless tattoos just because it fits the whole quote-unquote rapper look or the cool look? Um, I mean, if, if you like it, like if some of them can be painful. <laughs> so if you like it, I love it. It's great for you. Um, I... I I would encourage people to just be them, their authentic selves, though. Like, if you're doing it to fit an aesthetic and not doing it because it actually is something you want to do, like, yourself, 
Um, I think that there might be a little issue there, but who am I to judge? Like, if, you, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. And sometimes, honestly, like, it could fit. At this point, like, there are so many, like, temporary and fake tattoos. There's no need to, like, get the real ones. Mm-hmm. And they look, like, so authentic. Like, you are, you're better off just doing that. Like, even for a simple, like, video shoot or photo shoot and then just washing it off. And so the real ones, I'm sure you knew they hurt, but was there anyone where you were like, yeah, I know this is going to hurt, but they started in, like, you were almost shocked and, like, surprised because it hurt more than you thought it would? The one on my leg, which was the last one I got, and after that, I was like, I refuse to get more. <laughs> like, this is You're it. Like, okay, that's, that's kind of <laughs> the point that I'm stopping it at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one, like, it was like, this one and the one on my chest, they were more irritating than painful mm-hmm. if that makes sense it, it was just like the needle just kept like sticking it was like like discomfort like, more poking. than pain yeah it was like someone like just keep poking you and it's like can you stop now it was one of those um and the one on my leg was that was painful like it, it's on like soft tissue it's on bone and i'm like yeah no I'm, I'm okay i had an idea for like a four tattoo i was like no i don't need it it's not deep it's not that deep mm-hmm. so is there someone it can be in the music industry or personally who has really inspired you and kept you going for music or in your life um in my life is like my best friend like tasia new she's also an artist herself um i'm also like I'm, i work with her behind the scenes as well like her choreographer creative director and like we kind of like motivate each other and bounce off of each other all the time because like we talk about this, we talk about that, we work together, like, with music, like, and, but if you, like, hear her music and you hear my music, it's, like, two completely different sounds, like, you would never think, like, we, like, collaborated mm-hmm. on so much, and, like, throughout the years, but it just fits well, because, like, what she is going for, like, I'm able to have, like, that outlet without having it be my music and my sound, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have, like, some records that we have collaborated on, but it's, like, very few compared to how many people have, would have expected over the years, and those are actually very recent. I'm sure it's, like, something like the Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper thing that happened. Like, when you just hear the two names, you're like, that shouldn't mix, or, like, that doesn't sound like it would work. <laughs> But yeah. they come out with the song and, and they actually it. fit much better than people thought. So right, yeah. if you have them, it's okay if you don't. Do you have like a top three artists of all time? All time? Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> of all time. Um, see, that's no, I don't. Because like there's like different eras of my life where like certain artists stood out more than others. And they they, they kind of interchange all the time. Like at one point, like Usher was like my top favorite artist. Like you couldn't say anything about Usher. Like that was like who I it wasn't most inspired by. And then like later on, as life continued going on, like Brandy, I love her music and her sound. Um, John Legend. Like when I started vocal lessons, I was like, I want to sing like John. I want to sing like John. And my vocal coach was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. So. Um, but there's, like, a bunch of artists. Like, I'm always inspired by, like, mainstream artists, independent artists, like, up-and-coming artists, like, just in different ways and formats and stuff like that. So, I don't have a top three of all time. Like, mm-hmm. I wish, like, I was able to answer it better, but I don't. So, you mentioned that, like, you looked up to Usher at one point, or he might have helped you in some songs. Like, uh, is there 
either it could be just him or are there others that maybe you like take bits and pieces of from your music or maybe you are influenced by something they do or is it just all you and all your stuff oh no that's absolutely not all me um mm -hmm. so yeah there's i think like in my mind i'm like running down like certain songs where i'm like okay i want to do something like how they did this um there's usher there's erica badu um there's tiana taylor jay nova um jay howell these are like more like on the independent artist side mm -hmm. right now um Brandy, um, Life Jennings, Sam Smith, Jay Z, Lil Wayne. I want. I remember that song. Um, like the list goes on and on. Like there's like so many different aspects of different artists yeah. that I'm like, and it'll, it'll be like something. For other people, like, it, it might be so insignificant. Like, how did you pick up on that? Like, what made you think of that? And for me, it's like, that it stood out to me. That's what inspired me and made me, like, think of, like, of writing this song. And you'll hear the song that I'm thinking of, like, the song that I actually wrote compared to the song that I heard that inspired it. And you're like, how did you get that? But that, it, it, that's how it works out for me. Yeah, and I can tell even from that question, you take inspiration from everything, like Sam Smith and Lil Wayne, like those are two completely different <laughs> artists. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. um, and so when you're writing a new song and you get the, do you get the lyrics first and then the beat, beat first and the lyrics, what kind of goes into that creative process for you? I've done both, but typically it's beat first and then lyrics after. Like my my typical process is like I'll have a beat and I will just press like record on a voice memo and I'll just come up with melodies. And then when I play it back, somehow out of the melodies, I hear the words. Like it literally just like it writes itself that way. And um, so that's the typical process. I have had some songs where I write like lyrics. Like it'll be like, I'll drive and I'm like something pops into my head and I'll like record it with a melody and like write it down and stuff like that. And then I'll find a beat and try to like fit it to it or shift the melody to fit to it and stuff like that, which can be harder depending on like what, how like detailed or specific I am trying to be with a beat that I'm looking for or sound I'm looking for. Um, but typically it's like I'll find beats first that I'm like, okay, I like the sound of this. I can write to this and then I'll like play with it and everything like that. So you've been making music for a while now, and you're at a pretty good level. But what do you think of new artists who kind of come out with music, and it seems almost instantaneous that they start growing to a huge level? Like, you see people like Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, like, two years after they start music, or for Lil Nas's case, like, the first song he has on Spotify, like, get to huge numbers, and they become giant artists what do you think of those it's great like i'm glad that like artists now are getting the opportunity like at, especially as like independent artists or unsigned artists or newly signed artists they're getting the opportunities that took like a decade like years ago mm -hmm. like to build to that point whereas now it's like if you're putting in the work and you're doing stuff like because like it was Lil Nas X's first song that went out there but it wasn't his first song he yeah. never did so it was like people, people see that and are, are like, oh, I can make music and they just start it. And then they're confused when they don't come up to a thing. Yeah. But he was like, 
he had things planned and he was doing things for much longer before that. Exactly. Like, and that's like a lot of the, what people don't see is like there is a storyline and like a, a journey before they they, they shoot to like superstardom. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't know if this is like a strategic thing in the industry to where they don't want to talk about that journey, but a lot of artists never share that part of it. So a lot like more upcoming and independent artists are thinking like it's supposed to happen instantaneously mm-hmm. or if it doesn't like you're not doing good or you're not like good enough or whatever the case is. Or you must and be like doing something wrong or something. exactly. So it's like I think we need to hear those stories a lot more because a lot of people are being disappointed and let down just off of this idea that people are supposed to just shoot the superstar right off the first song and it's like that doesn't happen for most if any artist like it's it's going to take time it's going to take time like putting in the work and performing and honing your skills and i think like if if like shooting to superstardom within two years and stuff like that if you put in the work and you're doing like what you do and you love and people are taken to it then great if you're you're doing it and it's not who you are and you're like just kind of fitting to like this label industry mold and just doing kind of what they want you to do at that point, it kind of is. But it's great that you have the exposure and the fame that you want it. But is it worth the cost? Mm-hmm. Would be my question to them. And um, but yeah, this is what they like. They love to do, and they're being themselves. Then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of like I mentioned, Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish. You see artists now who are so young, and they're getting started in their like eighteen, nineteen. 20 around that age you are not by any means old but you're older than that do you think that is an advantage because you have more experience disadvantage neutral what do you think of that um it depends on like how you're looking at it because um i do have like i guess more wisdom or like more knowledge of stuff but at the same time like as a younger artist you have more you are able to create a larger fan base if that makes sense like you can reach students who are still in middle school and high school you can reach people who are a little bit older like how more relatable to them yeah so you have like more of a range whereas like me at 30 years old it's like you have like kind of like a smaller window however i've been able to maximize it based on my sound and based on my performance style to where i actually do have a fan base reaching as far um, as young as elementary school age students and as old as like my grandparents' age. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like I do have a wide fan base just based on, again, just my sound because like I don't have a, a trendy sound, if you will, to where it's like, okay, that sounds like something like the young like 20-year-old might listen to today. It's like my sound kind of can capture anyone who wants to like listen to like quality, good, solid music type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that isn't age specific. Like any and everyone, even if you are a fan of like Lil Nas X, and like I and I say this all the time, I'm like, peep, fans and supporters are not like linear. Like you, you're able to like listen to a Lil Wayne and the Sam Smith and mm-hmm. like Anna Beyonce and like all of these other people. It's not like okay, if you listen to Lil Wayne, you're only gonna listen to artists that sound like Lil Wayne. Yeah. Or if you listen to Sam Smith, you're only going to listen to artists who sound like him. Yeah, it's like, like knowing my music have... taste and my Spotify, like, I'm, I'm not a huge country person, but other than that, I will have a huge range of sounds, anywhere from, like, 
rap or like fast rap to like slow melodic like nice singing so exactly so knowing that like and realizing that like i i go off that like i'm like my sound like i can reach someone who listens to rap i can reach someone who listens to like just singing song i can reach someone who wants up tempo i can reach someone who wants mid-tempo or slow like so and that again is just not age specific like people are going to be able to relate to the music or just enjoy the music regardless of how old or young you are Mm-hmm. And so some, usually younger, but also for all ages, some artists might get themselves into relationships they know are going to fail or purposely get themselves into bad or toxic situations because when it's over they get inspiration or ideas for a song from that. What do you think about that and do you do that yourself? Um, that can be scary because if you're going into it with intentions of like, something bad happening so you can like make another album it's like um that that yeah that's concerning but i do not do that like i end up writing what i call like um i mean some of it is like real life experiences but i call it realistic fiction like it's something that is relatable that people can connect to and it's a story like i'm able to share and um, spread stories but every story that I write and every song that I put out there is not a personal experience, even though I can frame it to where it sounds like it is. So you talk about that saying stories. Is there a specific message you're trying to spread with your music and tell people, or are you just kind of making music because it's something you like to? Overall, it's like, um, like I love, I enjoy like making music and stuff like that, but my, um, and it was, it's funny because on the first album on Milestones, I actually put this on. It's a the cover looks like a newspaper article, and then one of the stories I write that I I'm not looking for fame. I'm looking for a legacy, and in that I'm I mean, like during my life, I'm able to like achieve and accomplish so many things, but those things matter to me. But I'm like, okay, but when I die, what does this mean to anyone else? Like, you know, like, I can earn a college degree. Um, I can drive the nicest car. I can, like, have all these clothes and all these things. But I'm like, okay, when I die, what does that matter to anyone else? So I wanted to make sure that I I write and create art and music that can connect to other people even after I'm gone. Like, there's mm-hmm. someone that can relate to you. There's someone that was able to tell your story in a way that made sense to you that you feel like, okay, that he, he worded that correctly, or he said this and I, I feel the same way or I'm in this moment right now, or I'm going through that too. And just, again, like I love connecting with people and relating to people. So that was like my goal to make sure that I left the legacy and I was able to connect to people both living and gone. Mm -hmm. Even when you're gone, YouTube videos you put out, songs you put out, they're still going to be on Spotify, still going to be on YouTube, and people are going to be able to listen to that for almost forever exactly. after you're gone. Right. Because who does, like, every? Uh, there's not going to be a point where someone's not going through heartbreak or going through, like, the loss of a friend or a sibling or uh, a family mm-hmm. member or anything like that. Like, they're, like they're, again, like, stories that I'm telling is, like, something that people can relate to at any given point. Like, if I'm talking about, oh, like, MySpace at one point, like that, or like, if people are talking about MySpace and their songs, that's obsolete now, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no one... Or when people, people make references to, like, games that are cool, or maybe, like, clothing lines that yeah. are popular, like, 
years from now, there's a chance that those are going to become less popular. Not be as people popular won't know or even existing about. sometimes, yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like, I want to talk about stuff that makes sense. And of course, like, you do infuse some of those things in there because you're kind of like stamping the time. But other than that, it's like, I don't want to stamp my whole sound to the point where it's like, okay, 10 years from now, no one's going to know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been in for in it for over a year now for this pandemic has that either a changed the way you go through your creative process or b made it easier or harder to come out with and make music um it's a little bit of both like i during the beginning i had writer's block so i couldn't even write um and i had to like get out of the house and i was like okay these four walls are just not yeah. helping me they're not inspiring i'm me. sure like you I said you might out. be like driving and get lyrics or something but at the start everyone was just kind of like at home just sitting there and like exactly. especially for people who take inspiration from other things they need to go out they need to have that they need to digest the information and digest things they see to have inspiration Exactly. So I would, I literally would like just get in the car and go for like a 30 minute to an hour drive. And like, and ironically, like things actually like lyrics would come to me and stuff like that. So I started writing um, a lot during the, the beginning of the pandemic and everything. And then when I started gearing up for the release of my latest EP, Mannequin, the whole like rollout of everything kind of just came together. And because of the pandemic, I've been able to, like, focus on it in this format and be able to, like, utilize time to the best of my abilities to where it's, like, I'm because I'm still working full-time and I'm also doing DoorDash and GrubHub and trying to make extra money to, like, pay towards music and fund it. But, like, because I have, because I'm already home, I can, like, utilize the time the best way. So, I'm like, I can do work and then I can take a break and, like, focus on something mm -hmm. music-wise and then take a break or go back to work and then take a break later and stuff like that. But I was able to, like, shoot music videos during the um, the pandemic. I was able to, like, promote and push, like, the um, the project as well and, like, get it out there and, in a way that I feel without the pandemic, not that it wouldn't have happened, but it, I don't think it would have happened in the time frame that it did. Mm-hmm. And so you talked about how you would, like, work and take a break, work, take a break. That's definitely important. How important do you think that is for people to follow? Work-life work balance is huge, especially now, like, that people are being honest and admitting to, like, just different mental health issues and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like, it's, a, I feel like it's a requirement, like, taking a break, even if it's, like, as small as 10, 15 minutes of just silence, like, do, do that. Even if it's like a thirty-minute nap, like to just rejuvenate and kind of like shift gears, mm -hmm. do that. Take a walk, um, whatever it is that helps you. I think people need to like get back into that, and I feel like the pandemic has allowed us to like explore that again mm -hmm. and those options because it was always like a hustle and bustle type of mentality. Like, okay, yeah, you see so many people now with like the hustle mentality, like. From when I wake up to when I go to bed, I'm promoting this song, I'm working, I'm writing these lyrics, and they don't ever just, like, stop to take a break, or at least when they're a big artist, it doesn't seem like that. And so it is very important that people come out and talk about what they do to take breaks or their mental health right. issues. Right, and, they, and, they, and that's the thing, like, if you pay attention to, like, the huge, like, the mainstream artists, they all take breaks. But because it's not talked about, the perception is always 
like they're just continuing to go through it. And it's like they put out an album, they might tour it, and then they disappear until mm-hmm. the next one comes out. And they very well could be in the studio recording it during that break. Or they just could be like enjoying life and ex- and just yeah. exploring the world and things like that. All we never professions know. have yeah. vacation days that you can take, or even like for things as fast paced as like sports, they have off seasons, and everyone just kind of gets exactly. to take a big break, enjoy life, and so you see these artists, like maybe artists that take longer between songs, like uh, like Twenty One Pilots, for example, they have like three years maybe two three years between albums and it's like yeah it takes a long time to write songs but it's not like they're releasing albums every time they come up with them they're taking time with family and taking time to just enjoy what they have right exactly and i think that's very important because you want to especially as an independent artist like it's easy to get caught up in this like i have to keep going i have to keep going i have to keep going type of mentality which i can admit i was I also had the same mentality like when I first started like I don't have the luxury of taking a break because I'm not known I'm not I have to work and like work harder than other people who have a team who have mm-hmm. a label behind them and all this other stuff and then it hit me I'm like no like if you like mentally are not there or your body is exhausted like you it's not gonna even if you continued with it it's not gonna be your best it's not gonna be your a game so you have to take a break to make sure that anything you put out there is quality. You have to take a break and make sure anything that you are releasing make is a good impression on people because at any given point of like your career, like where you're at as the artist, um, it's great for you, but people can be introduced to you at any point. Mm-hmm. So like how I was saying earlier, like I have songs that I was writing when I was a kid. I have never released them and I have no intentions of doing so, but I can imagine like if someone was introduced to Miles J listening to those songs, it's like, I don't want to hear anymore compared to like listening to the stuff that I came out with later as I continue to develop and grow as an artist that it sounds better. If you like, if you're already like, I don't want to hear anymore, you never get to that point. Then it's like, okay, you miss out on someone who could actually be a true supporter and enjoy your music. So you want to make sure you're taking those breaks so that way you're not putting out anything that doesn't sound like top notch for you. And, yeah. and sounds like something that you fully stand behind. Yeah, and I'm sure that, like, keep going, can't take breaks, like you said, is popular in independent artists, but I'm sure also in, like, upcoming artists or artists who don't have a very big following, like, they feel like to grow, they need to keep going. But it's like, no, if you have 10 followers or 10 million followers, you need to take breaks and shouldn't take breaks for that. Exactly. Yeah, because the reality is, like, even if you, like, for example, like, if you have 10 followers, those 10 followers will actually be the ones that will buy your music and actually support and share to grow your, like, your following. People who yeah. have 10 million, like, all 10 million people There's There's a reason people when people still. have 10 million followers, they're not getting 10 million likes on every post. Exactly. Exactly. Like, the way the social media algorithms are even set up now, like, all the people following you don't see your stuff. It doesn't matter how famous or big you are, it's just not happening. So, well, the followings are great, the numbers are there, but the reality is, like, that's not everyone who's seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you have them again, okay, if you don't, but do you have kind of a top three or maybe favorite three albums of all time? 
all-time wow um <laughs> this i might have actually this i might have mm-hmm. tony braxton um her first one ushers um confessions and who was another album i listened to and didn't skip um and i would say oh my goodness okay now you're making it hard oh boy uh, <laughs> um this is like a toss-up because I want to say Michael Jackson, but then I also want to say, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, man. And I know, like, after I say this and, like, we're done, I'm going to think of, like, so many more. Yeah. Um, it's the thing so when that, you're, like, in a conversation or an <laughs> argument with someone and it finishes and then a day later you're like, oh, my God, I had the perfect comeback. I said that exactly. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Tony Braxton, Usher, um, and we'll go with a, like a newcomer just for the sake of like someone new. I'll say Chloe and Halle. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you got the chance uh, to make a song and you had the option of any artist in the music industry, who would it be? And I'm, you can have multiple answers also. Like, I was talking to someone, and they had, like, someone they thought they could make a good song with, and then their other answer was, like, obviously for business, I want to make a song with Drake, because, like, anything he puts out will yeah. get tons of <laughs> popularity. So, so it can be I, for business or for what you think would be a good song. I have, like, an artist that I want to actually work with, like, collaborate on a song, like, we're both, like, performing on the song would be Jade Nova. Um, an artist that I would want to write for, like just write the song and like work behind the scenes on it, but I'm vocally not on it at all, would be between Brandy and I I would I say to I would say John Legend. Mm-hmm. So Brandy and John Legend you would want to write for them. Is there like a reason behind them? Do you think you would like have like good lyrics that like, would sound? Just, yeah, vocally, I love like their sound, um, and like I can see like me writing a song that fits their sound and not necessarily trying to like create a new sound for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this Brandy, I, I refuse. I'm like I'm not singing with you. <laughs> like vocally, the way you sound, I'm like I'm not doing that to myself. I know what this is gonna sound like. It's one of the people where, like, even if you're a good singer, put them next to that, you're like, okay, maybe I'm not so good. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, you're just showing me all my flaws, no, thank you. (laughs) Um, so with, I would love to write for her, but I'm not singing with her. Like, we might sing behind the scenes off camera type of thing, I want no recordings of this. Um, but, like, and It's like at the private shows, you collect everyone's phone, make sure no one gets a recording. (laughs) (laughs) No footage. So with John Legend, I just love his sound. Like from his first song all the way through, like the the trajectory of his career and the the, the overall sound of his career. Mm-hmm. I just love like the classic um, style of it. I love the just the full essence that he delivers. So I'm like, I know that he could come out and like present it really well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, those are all the questions I had for today. Thank you so much for coming on where can people find you online social media your music if you have anything upcoming where can they find all that 
everything is under Miles J. That's M-Y-L-E-S-J-E-H. So you can actually find that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I have a like page, and you can go to my website, which can lead you to all of those, which is www.milesj.com. Again, that's M-Y-L-E-S-J-E-H. For music videos, those are predominantly on my YouTube channel, um, which is youtube.com slash J. Or you can just type it in the search bar and find everything. Um, the most recent project is the Mannequin EP that came out on January 23rd. It's a five-track EP, and the, there are two videos for it already out now. So you can watch those videos, and make sure you subscribe and wait, because there's more coming. I'm like actually in the process of working on a third video, so mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. And yeah, just subscribe and follow me everywhere on like certain platforms i'm able to actually follow you back of course so mm -hmm. if you follow me i'll try to follow back as well yeah well i'll definitely make sure to follow you you can go to milesjade.com like you said watch this videos listen to mannequin and i'll leave a link to your instagram right in the description of this podcast so awesome. thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me of course I'm a hammer like Thor, yeah, wow, sip it's on oil, oh, skr, skr, yeah, water gon' boil, yeah, 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 yeah,